Welcome back to another episode of Your Story. On this episode, I chat with new Cameron Dragons head football coach Wes Bell. He comes to Cameron after his stint as a head football coach at El Dorado High School in Kansas. But before that, Bell spent a lot of time in the MIAA, three seasons at Central Missouri, but you might know him better from his time at Missouri Western on Jerry Partridge's staff for almost 10 years. So let's get into it. Here's a conversation with Cameron Dragons head coach, Wes Bell. Opportunity over at Cameron to take over that, you know, head coaching job. Um, where did that opportunity maybe line up for you? And um, when did that some, feel like that was something that you were interested in? Well, it started, I had a friend of mine reach out um, and knew that I was kind of thinking about looking a little bit. Um, so he reached out. I was relatively familiar with Cameron, um, you know, having spent 10 years in the St. Joe area over there at Missouri Western. Um God dang, we had three or four really, really good football players and really, really good kids from Cameron. Um, each one of those kids were unbelievable young men with great families. So it was, I was pretty familiar with it. And then obviously kind of driving back and forth. And um, so, and also, you know, you do a little research. Gosh dang, they had some success at, at the highest level there for a few years. And um, so it, it certainly piqued my interest. And then, uh, you know, when I got over there and, and kind of looked around and, and met, uh, you know, Matt and Christy, the two ADs, and I met the principal and I met Dr. Robinson. And, um, obviously, the familiarity, I heard a bunch of good things about the people there and where they wanted to go. And um, so my family, and I just kept getting, you know, more and more excited as, as the process went along. Was this a difficult decision for you a little bit, kind of especially because I think I saw one of the articles out there um about how hard it is to you know tell the kids of this like you know you're 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 leaving but also you have to look kind of ahead too for the family and the opportunity in front of you as well well i've never uh i've never left the job that was easy to leave uh and i've been pretty blessed i haven't had to leave a whole lot um but every you know i tell my wife this all the time her and i joke around it if it wasn't for my wife um i might still be in stinking winfield kansas at southwestern college making you know seven thousand dollars a year and um, cause I didn't want to leave. I love those kids. I mean, I went up to, up to Minnesota a couple of years, love those kids. And, um, Missouri Western was a hard place for me to leave. Um, I spent more, I've spent more of my life in the St. Joe area than I have anywhere else I've lived. Um, God dang, I recruited brothers of kids, you know, so it was been there. That was a hard leave. Uh, UCM was everywhere is difficult. So it's, um, it was tough. You know, the high school level is a little bit different. I appreciate it. These kids are so much more, um, you can impact this age more, you know, when you get that 14 to 15 year old kid. Um, and here's been really fun because I've, I've been able and been very, very fortunate to be around not only our football guys. Um, but I mean, this morning was our last winter wonderland, what we call our, our, our lifting program in off season. And we had 65 kids, uh, male and female. I mean, I've got, girls in there and um so it, it, it it's difficult to leave kids but um it's a good fit good time um and, and we're super excited what a, you talk about making the impact with those 14 15 16 year olds i mean by the time when you're at missouri western and central missouri you're getting them when they're 17 18 and trying to mold them <laughs> different ages but what's the enjoyment you do get out of getting those 14 15 year olds that you can make an impact whether you know it at the time or not but you are making some kind of impact in their lives too well it's just you know it 
college, what I loved about college and most of the kids that, and, and there's probably kids all over Kansas City metro area. Cause I've, I've had a bunch, they'll tell you, I didn't like freshmen. <laughs> you know, I, I just assume have that fifth year, 23, 24 year old man. Um, so some of those poor freshmen are going to, they've got some horror stories about me. Um, but when I get here to, at the high school level, you got kids. It's just, it's just a different vibe here where kids are from home lives are different. Um, College at the, at the collegiate level, you recruit those kids, and everybody's got a super high competitive drive. Everybody's there because they want to be there. They're on scholarship to be there. Uh, they understand what it's going to take. High school, you know, um, there are kids that come to school because this is their away from a situation. Um, they'll gravitate towards a male figure because they may not have one and never have. And so it's just, it's such an impressionable age. Um, and it's a volatile age. It's fun to be around. It's fun to watch. Um, I will admit, <laughs> I'll admit my first, I don't know, that first couple months in the summer, I was used to, you know, the different environment. You get around 14-year-old kids, and uh, it took me a minute to adapt to that. But um, been super fun. Um, love our kids here. I mean, we've got good kids here, but I'm excited to get over there and, and, and meet the kids. I think I'm going to be over there. I think Matt, the AD, set me up for maybe Monday around six. Um, excited to get there and meet the new family. And, and I'm going to bring my wife. I'm going to bring both my sons. Um, my oldest boy um, is going to be playing D line up at Northwest. So that we're pretty thankful with that. And my youngest boy will be an eighth grader. So um, excited to get both my kids up there, my wife, and, and, and kind of introduce everybody and say hi. Like you said, you'll do that Monday. But what can people expect – from coach bell and, and the family coming with too of what cameron people can expect from you uh what can what can the cameron folks expect i'm a grinder i work um i'm gonna work my tail off i'm gonna treat kids right uh everything i do even though some of some of the stuff i'm gonna do there is gonna be super unorthodox because they haven't had it done um everything i do is because i i care genuinely genuinely care about kids and their development mentally and physically um my family is an all-in football family. I've got probably one of the best football wives on the planet. For Pete's sake, she let me go do the college thing and um, never around. So, I mean, she's she's a stud now. Uh, but she's an all-in gal, too. I mean, she'll probably be the loudest yeller at every game. Um, she yells at me, too, so it, we'll all get it. Um, we're going to play really hard. Our kids will compete. Um, we will not get outworked or out physical, um, and that'll be – if nothing else, our kids will work real dang hard, uh, and we will never – whenever when people get done playing Cameron, they're going to know that they played Cameron High School. In the last several years over there, there's there's been quite a few coaching changes the last, I, I think, probably give or take 10 years or so. That And that can be hard on the 14, 15, 16-year-old kids of having one different coach, different coach, different coach. Is stability maybe an important thing when you're trying to establish – the program over there and your vision, your eyes have kind of given them that stability. Cause I mean, no one knows what the future is going to hold for any of us two, three years down the road, but trying to get them stability. Is that maybe a big thing you have to start with when you're taking over a program too? Yeah, have to, you have to, um, the situation at Cameron is very similar to the situation I'm at here. Uh, my first year here in 19, I was our senior class's third head football coach. Now that's some tremendous turnover. Um, this isn't the college game. These kids need, they need structure. They need, they need, they need to trust you and God dang, you got to trust them. And, 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 and so it's um, yeah, there's been some turnover. 
the, the real losers when there's turnover, like I feel horrible for our kids here. The real losers are the kids. Those are the ones that suffer the most. Um, my intention is to get there and, and be there as long as Cameron will have me. Um, try to get things going in the right direction. Um, with our sport, help as much as I can with the other sports. I know uh, Coach Lim's got wrestling rolling. Um, I know Mark and I haven't talked yet. That's the head basketball coach. I'd like to talk with him and Ultimately, at a, at a place like Cameron, it's if we can have a lot of success in the fall, those kids will learn how to do things, teach them how to go. They'll have success in the winter. Take those same group of kids, let them compete. They'll have success in the spring, and then we're rock and roll in the summer, getting ready to go again. So it's, um, I think the more anything, it doesn't matter college, high school, middle school kids, consistency is key. If you can get that um, and build it, that's the way you do it. And kind of leading to my next question, you kind of brought it up, that consistency getting into the winter sports, spring sports. It sounds like you're involved or invested in multi-sports because, I mean, anymore you see a lot of kids kind of being led to just go one sport or just, you know, don't do anything else along the way. Do you feel like it's important to invest in the other ones like you talked about, talking with the wrestling program, everything too? 100%. I've already talked with Coach Lamb several times because he's the most successful male coach at Cameron. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I want him to understand that, I'm a multi-sport guy. Um, when I was in the in the collegiate ranks and recruiting, I didn't want a football-only kid. Um, I wanted a young man that played in the fall and then got around another group of humans and another man and another staff and competed on a different plane, you know, a different physical mm-hmm. movement plane. Yeah. Um, and then you take that same kid and you put him around another staff in the spring. He's competing with other teammates. That year-round competition is huge to me. Um, and I'm a multi-sport guy at the high school. I think that's tremendously vital for a high school environment. Nothing against the clubs and going and doing this stuff, but mm-hmm. um, come on, man, that's pay to play. Let's let's get the high school where we win a lot at the high school. So, how much can a kid get out of being multi-sport? Because I mean, they may not be successful in each sport, but at least being out there, being involved, and facing different challenges maybe that maybe maybe good at football maybe not as good at wrestling or maybe not as good as basketball but they're still out there trying investing and challenging themselves it's the it's the competition aspect of year round it's the you might be the best player in the fall and then not you may have to you may go from being the stud quarterback i'll just use that example you may be the stud quarterback because it happened here our kids a three-year starter at el dorado He's not a starter in basketball. He's a role player. He comes off the bench. So you're having to you're having to balance that where I'm I'm kind of the guy all fall. I'm not the guy. Now how do I become a good team guy? And then he's back to being a guy in the spring because he plays middle infield and can pitch. Um, I think it's vitally important. I think it's good for our kids. I think it's the different planes of movement, the different skill sets, the different hand-eye. Um, super, super important to kids. Kind of taking a look at you know, the, the conference, you know, you're very familiar with the MEC conferences with, you know, all the city schools and Maryville, Savannah's change here and there to the south. But at the same time, just what impresses you the most about the MEC conference as you look at what Cameron's going to be facing and when you have your Maryville's and you have Savannah kind of in a rebuilding mode too, new coach there and just stuff like that. It's good football. I mean, and that's that's what's intriguing is that's a really, really good league. Um and it's kind of goes from, you know, I think Maryville is going to be 2A all the way up to there's going to be some 4As in the same league. So it's um, it's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to the challenge. I know that's a good league. I know that's a tough league. There's some really dang good coaches in that league. There's good players in that league. Um, 
so I'm excited to get there and, and, and kind of hit the ground around with the new staff and, and get our schemes, both sides of the football going and um, just see where we go. And, you know, I'll, you'll hear me say this all day long to everybody. Our, our goal is not going to be to win state championship. I mean, that's just, I said that here, it's not my goal. Um, that's an end product. We'll, we'll, we'll establish a process and um, things, things will get better. I mean, it'll, we'll just kind of stack upon day by day by day and, um, hopefully when it, when it's all said and done, we're, we're having some success and we're competing and, um, our kids have opportunity to win a game in the fourth quarter. That kind of goes along with that, but maybe this is the evolving question, but what is your coaching philosophy and has it changed a lot over the years or just kind of, you kind of keep this because I, I assume most things just kind of evolve with time and just kind of experience too, but just what is your coaching philosophy like? Well, I mean, it changes that we change. That's what you do. You evolve, uh, I used to make fun of Coach Partridge at Missouri Western because I was this young bull and he's this old timer. And he's, I keep telling him he's soft and we're doing all this. <laughs> but I'm that same age that Coach P was when I started work for him. Uh, and I had some former players from Missouri Western came down to uh, my oldest son's last home game. And they kind of stuck around and watched the practice. And about three or four of them come up and they're like, Coach, you're soft now that you're getting old. I was like, hey, take it easy now. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's changed. The, the big deal for me is, you know, I want our kids to play hard. Um, I do not want our kids to beat ourselves. No foolish penalties. Uh, I want to tackle really well. I never want to, to get out physical, um, and we won't. It'll be – it'll change real quick. We'll, I had a buddy of mine that uh, – and I won't use his name, but he was at a school that just played Cameron, and he goes, Coach, they, they might have been a little bit soft. I think we bullied him. I said, well, you know that ain't going to happen again. So, um, that's my big deal don't beat yourself, no foolish penalties, don't turn the ball over, play real dang hard, um, tackle well, um, and that's rock and roll. So it's a hard hat lunch bell thing for me, and that's what we'll stress and um, details and finite details, and um, that'll be all part of it. I'll get you out of here on this because we kind of had to mention it. Since your son you know, signed and committed back in February to Northwest, do you have Missouri Western ties, Central Missouri ties? Is the MIAA just home or – you have like a shirt with all three on it now that you're my double A's on. And here's what's crazy is I played at Emporia State. Yeah. Um, and my right, yeah. oldest son took a visit there. And 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 I'm really, really good friends with with, with Coach Higgins over there at Emporia, uh, Willie at Mo West. In fact, the offensive coordinator line coach, Patrick St. Louis, he was a dang player for us at, at Missouri Western. So that was like going home. And then guys like Michael Hill were there on his visit and all these greats. And um, my heart, you know. Listen, I love Rich and, and the Bearcat guys, and I'm grateful, but we were up there for probably, I don't know, two and a half, three hours on his visit. He goes, Dad, this feels right. I was like, God, ah, no, son. And then even Rich goes, hey, Bell, I got some green here for I go, not yet, Coach. Not uh, It's going to take me a minute to um, – I joke with those guys. We don't. I don't have any green in my wardrobe right now. I don't even wear green on Patty's Day. Uh, obviously, that's got to change. I'm, I'm a liar now. My wife got me a shirt that's got the cat script. So, it's going to be a slow process. Uh, it ain't going to be real slow. Um, my son loved it up there, and those yeah. those dudes are great men. Um, yeah, MIAA's home. I mean, shoot, I spent a decade at Missouri Western, three years at, at, at UCM. Uh, great football, great people. It's a great region. Um, absolutely love the league. So it's I, I like I like being there because it's really good. I know I've, I've taken our club here. Uh, we've went to Emporia State. Went up to Washburn. Now, that kind of hurt my heart to go to Washburn, but I'll, we'll let that slide. But just getting kids some experience to watch good football. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. 
I'll end it on this part of the MIAA. Just what do you think makes the MIAA? Because I'll say I know other people kind of had to be politically right with it, but it's probably the best conference in Division Two. I mean, year in and year out with the talent that's there, the coaching staff, you get you start looking at NFL draft prospects. MIAA has always got a few in there. Just what makes the league as a whole, maybe the SEC type of Division Two football there too? There's no doubt it's the SEC. I used to tell people that all the time. Now, Ferris up there's kind of got it rolling, right? Mm-hmm. And it's they've they've got it cooking right now, but the rest of the league's not quite up there. Uh, and that's not a knock on that league. That's good football too. MIAA's always been good, and it's good because there's really good high school players in the region. There's really good high school coaching in the region, um, and there are re- there are unbelievable coaches in that league. Um, Unbelievable. I mean, some of those guys that I mentioned, Patrick St. Louis, those guys, Rich Wright up there at Northwest, Bostwick and the guy, those guys will they'll they'll outcoach some Division One folks and they'll outwork them. Um, that's what's cool about the MIAA is I tell kids all the time, don't don't look down your nose at Division Two, mm-hmm. um, and it's not even the same Division Two that it was. Christ, it's not even close to when I played three years ago. My last year in it, it's amazing when you go watch a game how long and how fast that league is now um miaa has always been really really good and they've always been really really good up front both sides of the ball and that's kind of what you could you can see it so it's it's fun it, it's a good it's good football good coaches good men good football good high school in the region so that's kind of what's led to it in my opinion shoot i don't know what do i know but i say that all the time what i don't even know half time i start a conversation i don't know where we're ending where we're heading just kind of how i operate so 